All right, let's go. All right, all right. I'd like to talk about two guys. First one is Dylan Ferguson. Dylan Ferguson? Who the heck is Dylan Ferguson? 47 saves, first star in Pittsburgh in a 2-1 game. He plays for, he's a goalie for the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, and uh, they brought him up. I won't, I won't go through. If I, if I went through what he went through. No, I'll, I'll, I'll go through. So okay. he played for the Kamloops Blazers. He's 24 years old. Played for the Kamloops Blazers, and then he got he was drafted by uh, the Knights. He played one game, then he went to the Fort Wayne. The next year he went to the Chicago Wolves of the American Hockey League. Then he went to the Henderson Silver Knights of the AHL. Then went to the Fort Wayne Comets of the ECHL. Then back to the Henderson Silver Knights. Then he went to the Marlies, and this is this is this this season. Went to the Marlies, then went to Wichita, then went to Belleville, and then finally got called up. <laughs> How's that sound, Sydney? It's unbelievable. He travels as much as you. Well, no, I didn't. didn't. I remember I come home and I said to Rose, I said, Rose, we're going to Three Rivers, Quebec. She says, Three Rivers, Quebec? Where the heck is that? And I said, I don't know. We'll have to find it. And I well, had to leave tell, that day. Tell uh, people what, what, how the directions you got from Eddie Shore. Oh, yeah. So uh, I said, where's Three Rivers, Quebec? He said, go through Connecticut. When you hit the Canadian border, turn right. I get lost. Anyhow, I want to talk about him. He had 47 saves, 47 saves. Uh, first star in Pittsburgh, 2-1. And he won 2-1. And he just scored in the last minute. He come it's up funny, like there's a lot of goalies you can look like. Jordan Biddington, he was like that. He spent how many years in the minors? Yeah. Curtis Joseph. He was in the minors for a long time. They just hit them at the right time. Yeah. And yeah. it seems that they don't... They don't uh, Developed till he broke about 24, somewhere. Yeah. Well, that. that's what they always say, right? That forwards, you can play in the NHL when you're 18 when you're a forward. Yeah, if you're you, big. But, but you can't play if you're 18 years old as, as a defenseman. That's, no. you, you, you have to be in your oh. 20s. I, I saw a defenseman get deked. I guess that's the only word you can say. And if that ever ever happened in the American Hockey League, you're done. You're not. You're you're finished. You're. you're well, I, yeah, we watched some games. I said if I was still scouting and I watched a, a minor midget guy get beat like that, you you go, ooh, I don't know about its defense. <laughs> yeah. And, then, and and the National Hockey League. The National Hockey League, yeah. And then you look at goalies. Goalies don't seem to hit their prime till they're like 24, 24, 24. Or, or even even older. And he is 24 years old, by the way, Fergus, and I just thought I'd bring him. A little bit more fallout from the whole Quebec uh, major juniors thinking that they're going to be banning fighting next well, year. Well, you, you, you told a story about uh, how the politicians are involved. Right, like, and again, it's not a league decision. It's they're getting semi-blackmoned by Enrico Ciccone and the rest of the Quebec uh, provincial government because they gave them money to bail out, and then they turned around and said... You know, let's be sanctimonious and say, we'll give you the money if you stop fighting. Okay, Bobby Nadu uh, was the guy that, uh, what was it, Patrick? Uh, he's the son of Patrick Roy. Patrick Roy, and everybody knows who Patrick Roy is. Anyhow, they thought he, they, he, they, he'd really be on fighting, eh? And he was pretty good. He, 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 well, uh, tell me what happened with that, Jonathan Roy. There was a big brawl, and this uh, Bobby uh, Nadu, who's a, 
a uh, he's a dentist, I think now. He's a dentist, yeah. Um, he was the goalie in this big brawl, and Patrick Waugh whistled to his son Jonathan to go down and fight him, and he didn't want to fight. And he didn't want to fight, and it was a guy. Like, so he got the heck kicked out of him. He yeah. got the heck kicked out of him. So they he thought this is this is a good guy to talk to because he he'd be against fighting, and he was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. He said uh, this could lead to more vicious play. Uh, they didn't. And uh, what do we do now? He's thirty. Uh, he's thirty-four now. He's from uh, Quebec. Will and and the other thing he said was will lead to players feeling more and have be brave with their new with their stick. Now, now nobody expected him to be the guy. Uh, uh, is this the guy fully expected fighting? But but fighting becomes illegal. They have better uh, work on cheap shots and hits to the head. That was in, uh, in Josh Clipperton's uh, uh, in the Sun. And uh, politicians, as soon as the politicians get involved, you know something's, something's up. Well, it sounds like a guy that's played the game and knows how it works, right? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, well, because like, you and I, Dad, were talking. It was like, remember the league when um, they wanted to take out, the big whole thing was holding. So when guys were going into the corner, defensemen used to grab... Well, they bear hugged. They, they bear hugged the guys going into the corner. So then the guys who don't play said, "Well, we can't have that holding, so we're going to stop that." Yeah. So then what happened was the guys started cross checking the guys head first into the boards. Remember and I was the, I was an expert in cross checking. <laughs> I and uh, you go, I I used to bear hug all the time. You put your stick in front. And then, and you, you know, you grab them. Grab so, them. You, so you're not smashing the guy into the boards. No, you're not killing. You're not killing the guy. It's nothing. You're just holding them in there. Bear hug, you know, bear, bear hug. And now they stop that, and boy, now the guys give it the, the cross check. But then the guys, the guys that cross check fall down now. And so it's yeah, easy. they fall on top of the guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's pretty good. So you so, don't. So that's the thing. Like if you take, if you take something now, you're not going to know what the what the consequences are you might think you know what it is but you well, the don't. players will always work around it somehow you right? know so dad and cindy this uh, coming week is the uh, starts of the ohl playoffs and the chl playoffs are coming and you know dad i gotta say it's sunday morning here we were in like the leagues are wrapping up right now right yeah and, and all the the playoffs are getting set we'll talk next week about who's matching up with who in the ohl and the chl playoffs Not down the last week though this coming week starts the uh, CHL playoffs. Yeah. yeah, the OHL, Quebec, and uh, never know West, Western League. And uh, this is Sunday morning, and we were watching Sportsnet and TSN. You flick back because I stopped watching that Edmonton game was on too late, so you want to see who wins and all that. They didn't have one thing about the CHL playoffs. Okay, so whose fault's that? Well, I think the whose fault is it's two people's fault, Sportsnet and TSN. That they don't do it. And the reason they don't do it is because television guys, especially sports television guys, they're lazy. They're the laziest of TV people. News people are lazy, but sports news people are even lazy. So you're saying it's not the uh, CHL for no. making it easy for them? To- no, it's just, and it's also the CHL's fault. Because they don't seem to promote themselves They don't promote much. themselves. Like we were sitting today watching TS, uh, TSN. Yeah. So it's March Madness and it's basketball. And again, it's easy to get the highlights because they just, they, they have the rights and they just pull it down from, right. they just record it. Whatever, yeah. They had seven minutes of women's basketball and they done NCAA. And they and didn't you're have, not against women's basketball. No, I'm not. Yeah. But 
give some equal time to the Canadian Hockey League. If you're going to give seven minutes to NCAA well, they do, women's basketball, and they had the coach talking for three minutes, and they showed one shot of Bedard, and that was it, scoring. I have always said, if I was an owner of a CHL team, I would go to the commissioner and say, how come we are not as popular as the NCAA football and basketball in, in, in the States, how come we're not as famous for hockey in Canada in the CHL? But Tim, the minute they go up against this, uh, the CHL, the next time their player's in a fight and is going to get fined or suspended, they're going to get rep- retribution by criticizing the, the, the CHL. So, well, I mean, but be, you can sort of see their point. They don't want to don't want to get in the bad books of the higher-ups. Well, i got to tell you, if I was Elliot Kerr, who owns the Mississauga Ice Dogs, and he's struggling attendance-wise— You'd, uh, not ice dogs, steelheads. Um, I would I would go to the commissioner and say, you're telling me that we do not have a national broadcasting contract. Remember I, went, remember I used to go up all the time when I used to go to the games all the time? Okay, we'll even go a step further than that, Cindy. Dad and I used to go to scout the minor midgets, the 15-year-olds. And Roger's cable would broadcast the games. They would have the cameras there, yeah. and they would have guys play by play. Yeah, and they, you know, it was kind of like kids that were um, interning, learning how to be a camera yeah, person. Yeah, they were really good. You could tell those guys were really yeah. into it. And I they, remember they, them. They wore suits like yeah, those rinks were cold, uh, yeah. and they wore suits and ties without without a coat on. And it was cold. And yep. you used to, and every once in a while, you used to go up and, yeah, and talk, really and like you know, because they'd pitch. come down and ask. Yeah, they'd come down and say, "Hey, Don, would you come up?" English guy, I remember an English. And, guy. Yeah, it was an English guy. Was an executive producer, and he and he had my number. So one day we were sitting with. Uh, a Hockey Night in Canada, Rogers producer. Mm-hmm. And he was at the game, watching the game. And we were sitting there and I got a phone call from the executive producer that runs this little things showing televising the 15 year olds. And the reason he has my number is because if we couldn't find parking, we would park the mobile yeah. next to the mobile. Right. And so I'd, I'd come on and say, Hey, can I park by the mobile? And they go, okay. So, he called me. He says, "Hey Tim." He says, uh, "You know, is, is your dad? Would your dad go up and talk about um, you know the game?" So I said, "Yeah, okay." So I hung up, and then I said, "Dad, they, so you you go up to talk with the yeah. guys, you know, for ten minutes while they're doing the ice." So this produce this producer, and he was pretty high up. He turned to me with the most disdain. I don't know what the word is, but seething, I think, was, and says, "Who was that?" And I said, "Oh, no, I think I'm. Well, it's just a guy that is the mobile director." And he says, so he has direct access to Hockey Night in Canada, our star. I go, yeah. And he goes, well, what does your dad do? I said, oh, he just talks about the kids and, and all that. Two days later, the whole thing was canceled. Unbelievable. Never showed another game. And, that, and you look and you go, not only was it going, not going forward, it's going backwards. Right. You challenged Scott Moore. To show the the finals of the the OHL Cup, and now the people don't know what the OHL Cup is. It's all the top fifteen year old teams in North in uh, Ontario, plus some from the U.S. come and they have around. It's around. It's a tournament, yeah, pretty good, and it's a big and it's a big deal for these kids, and it's really good hockey. And you said to Scott Moore, you know, it's a shame you don't do this. And Scott said, Well, you, I'll do it. 
And you and Ron will run it. Well, yeah. Oh, jeez. So we did it for three years. It was really good. They remember were built- the hockey. Remember the hockey. Yeah. Over time, and, and it was really gaining uh, momentum too. I was there from day one doing it, and each year when you guys were doing it, the the attendance would constantly be going up because they played it at the uh, above the garden place, Madame Center, Madame Center there. I, and I remember. And Ron, I remember Scott and I standing there, and two or three people come in, you know. And, the first one, you're like, oh, you're nervous. You oh, don't know geez. if it's going to go. I said, what if nobody shows up to watch the game? But then it was packed, though. It was packed, and uh, and every year it was getting Every year it was getting and, better. You know what were, it sort of reminded me of? It was sort of reminded me of when the prospect games used, used yeah, to start. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nobody, absolutely nobody was at those games. We hit, we, we had to, I had to sit there to, to look like it was filling up the rinks behind the bench just yeah. so that it looked like people were there. And now look at it. It grew and it grew well, and it, it grew. Yeah. And, and, back to and then, was. yeah, so like the last, and again, just take a, I think I've said this before, but the last game, the guys who were in it were uh, Adam Finelli, who's going to be probably second pick overall this year, Shane Wright, who was the first pick over here, Othman, who was the first-round pick, uh, Clark, who's the first-round pick. All those guys are going to be in the NHL. And and then when you left, they stopped. That was it. That was it. Just dead. And well, it was I a just, lot of work. I just, I, it, it is. It's a lot of work. And the the guys in Canada sports are lazy. But why wouldn't Hockey Canada get involved in something like well, that? They to don't promote? know. Hockey Canada, give me a break. Hockey well, Canada isn't that their thing to promote hockey in Canada? They're 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 a sea anchor around. The minor hockey, if you really want They're to what? know. There was a sea anchor around the neck of minor hockey, well, Hockey Canada. Well, a lot of money there that they could, uh, I'm sure, get a sponsor and everything. I don't, I don't quite get but that. But, like, yeah, like, why doesn't Hockey Canada say we're going to take, you're going to have a, 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 a Quebec League Cup, you're going to have an OHL Cup, you're going to have a Western League Cup, and then we're going to go and the top six teams or eight teams they're going to play for a national champion of 15 year olds and you know what and people, people don't... are listening and they couldn't care that because it's people are listening to this broadcast and they don't care because really? you know why no they don't care because it's not 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 big time and uh I, I no, spo- you got to develop it though, Dad. Yeah. It's like the NCAA wasn't big time at one time, but they de- they developed it, right? I think and- you're saying it to to let the people out there know the potential of what they're missing and what could be, uh, and I, I think this is all brought on by that basketball madness or March madness because we're all sick of hearing about it. And why aren't they promoting hockey? Like why aren't that? they partners? Why why aren't those guys at least mentioning? And Hockey Night in Canada is the same way. They don't mention it. They don't mention it at all. No, they didn't mention it last night. I watched it last night. Well, I switched over last night in between periods. Although, every, I have to admit, I, I watched the, the Kingston and the Barry the whole, the whole game, and it was very, very good. And it was done professionally, too. It was really done good. And the guys that, that uh, do the announcing and everything can do a great job. Well, Tim, I think we should answer some questions um, from Duke, from Twitter, uh, I know we're jumping from one thing to another. Uh, what was John Wensink like and Stan Jonathan like? And I'll, I'll tell you what they were like. They were the most soft-spoken guys. And and Bob Kelly, you're you know Bob Kelly. They're all soft. They're all soft talkers. There's no bravado. You know what I mean? They don't. They don't. They don't. They don't 
show how t- ties like that. They don't show how tough they are. Yeah, tie, you would never know tie. You know? Well, Bob Probert, when we had him on the Grapevine show. Yeah. Very get, unassuming. Very quiet, very shy. Yeah, sh- and shy. They're, most of them are shy. Yeah, but don't <laughs> cross them. <laughs> yeah. they, they're all, and you know what? They were all the same. They're all quiet and um, deadly. I guess that's the word, deadly. They remind you of a shark. You know, shark just kind of cruises along. It seems very calm, and then bangle. I don't know what it is, but boy, when when they get into a fight, they sure love it. So, Dad and Cindy, we'd like to thank Spreads.ca. They're an online casino and sportsbook, and if you sign up now and use the promo Grapes, they'll match your deposit up to $500. They'll You get 10 spins on the big wheel for some big bucks, and your first sports bet, they'll spot you 25 bucks. Yeah, it's good. I I, I just wish at at times... I think you phone them all the time. Yeah, I just, you know, there's things you get in the gut feeling that, "Ah, you know, I should go down and bet. I think this team's going to come back. And, (laughs) and, you know, you don't, and then you go, geez, I wish I would have done it, you know. But So, Dad, an interesting thing to share, it looks like... The Edmonton Oilers are gonna. They have a shot. They have a shot of scoring 300 goals um, this season, and they're the only team that's going to get 300 goals this season, which is kind of hard to believe. I remember Harry Sinan came into the office one time, and he sat there when we were talking. He says, "We're going to get 300 goals again." Well, we'll just I'll just read the stats for you. In 75-76, you had over 300 goals, which was third in the league. Well, you're always going to be second because of the Montreal Canadiens, yeah, right? No right? Going so to t- they're always first. Nobody's going to touch them. But the, but you were second in goals against, and then the next year you were second in the league with over 300 goals, and you were third in goals against, and then the next year you had over 300 goals. Uh, do we have 300 goals every year? Every year, but the first year, and yeah. you had um, second. You were second, and again you were third best goals against, and then your last year you were third with over 300 goals in the NHL and fourth of goals against. So how, like Edmonton's going to get 300 goals, but they're like 20th in goals against. Yeah. So how did you and the Bruins balance scoring 300 goals, which only Montreal Canadiens, and you know the other team was always, Buffalo was always up there with goals. Well, yeah, they had that French connection. connection line. But yeah, you were always in the top. Again, Montreal was number one, but you were always in the top with goals, least goals scored against you. So how did you balance that? I never paid attention to what the players did in the fire. Just keep the shots low, uh, the first one low, and the second one high. That's all I. That's all I talked about. They, you weren't going to tell John Rattel how to. I'm score not going to tell John Rattel how to <laughs> score goals, and or Johnny Busick or or guys like that. Tell tell the story. Did you tell the story before about how Johnny Busick, when you first came to the team, and you let him figure out the 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 power play? Oh, I, yeah, I called. I remember I, I, I called everybody at the center ice and I said, John, you take, uh, you take the power play down and work on it. And this was when Busick was, you know. He was, Johnny Busick, Hall of Famer. How many goals? 500 goals. goals. Yeah. Well, I said, and, and everybody was kind of shocked. I said, what, I'm going to tell John Busick how to score goals? Yeah, so the power play was uh, Johnny Busick, 500 goals. Phyllis Pizzito, who got 60, almost 70 goals the year before. Bobby Orr. Wayne and, Cash, and, and, and Hodge, Hodge had fifty goals. Yeah, Cash and, and whoever on the uh, Shep on the point. And they think that you're going to tell them the secret. And I'm going to tell them how to how to play. 
Uh, you know that, that you know we want to know the 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 history why we scored three hundred goals because I left them alone. But but I owned them in my end. That was the difference. I owned them in my end. They did what I said in my end, and I won't go through the whole thing what I did in my end. And that was basically and I, get the and puck I, out. And you're right, Cindy. And and coming back, I all you'd hear is me back, 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 back. And I, I never realized I used to do that till I heard myself doing that. But I used to watch, and I used to look at the guy. And I says, "I don't, I don't watch you guys what you do in the other end, in 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 the, the end, other team's end, the other team's end. I watch as if you're coming back. And boy, they, and and if anybody was lazy, I'd I'd get them when in the bench when they came. But boy, they come back and they come back and they always let they always look for the trailer." Always look for the trailer. Never mind. Never mind the defenseman. If he can't take the guy out, we'll get a guy that can't take him out. And uh, he. So you the, always wanted the the your one guy that's coming back. Look for the trailer. Every trailer was back, and if you if you notice the scoring now, then it's always a tra- well. It's not a but if you notice the guys, it's always the it's the trailer. The guy that picks it up and zings it home. He's always and he's and he always has a lot of time too. You know, next time, watch when the the trailer coming back, coming back. He's the guy that picks it up and puts it in the net. You so, know, you know one thing that I don't understand, and the coaches don't seem to understand, or let on they don't understand. Like say, yeah, there's a minute to go. The guys get the puck and they try, and, and they, even in their own corner, they try to ice ice the puck. Well, they don't try to ice the puck, but the puck usually is icing because they can't, it's tough to hit that net. And the coaches don't seem upset. The what you want, what you want to score a goal is a face-off in the other team's end. That's what you want. I don't know. They put the, the cameras on the, uh, the coaches. The coaches don't seem upset. I would have the guy just flip it out. I think the only team now that flips it out is Carolina. You watched that Leaf game last night. This is Sunday morning. That's how they got two of their goals. They just get the puck, even if there's no pressure. They just flip it out because there's nothing you can do. They wish me happy birthday, by the way. Carolina? Yeah. Yeah, they, 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 they still call themselves jerks. So. <laughs> they didn't hold but, a grudge. A bunch, bunch of jerks, yeah. Ah, you made them a lot of money. Yeah. So, okay, Dad, so here you're talking about icing. What team has iced the puck the most? I have no idea. Take a guess. No. Uh. I would, my guess would have been, I would have I thought Arizona. Because, you know, yeah, they're, you know they're always in the thing. Yeah, or the lower teams. Lower teams. It was Pittsburgh. And they've iced the puck so far. There's still, what, nine games left this season. 367 times. 367 times? They've iced the puck this year. They oh, might and we, I remember if we iced the puck three times, I'd get mad. Yep. Because be a face-off in their end, you couldn't make a change. It was a sign of weakness, wasn't it? I don't it? know what the heck it is, but they got... But, but, how many, it, how many times? 367 times this year they've iced the puck. And we're, and we're trying to speed the game up. Yeah, and, and, exactly. Is there anything more boring in hockey than icing the puck? That's why I think. And, and you see the goal, and you see the linesman letting the guys. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I say. If it's you ridiculous. ice the puck more than five times a period, you get a penalty. And then St. Louis, they've only iced it 241 times. Yeah, and they're out of the playoffs. They're the, they're, yeah, they're the last team. Okay, Dad, the season's almost coming to an end. And uh, when did you start, you know, did you ever rest guys getting toward yeah, the end? Yeah, I don't know why it was. It was the eighth game. I'd start, uh, 
I, 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 would, I would still play them. They'd still have to come down in the mornings all the time, but they didn't have to, you know, they didn't have to skate if they didn't want to because, I mean, guy, say, uh, Rattel, he's as skin as a rake. He didn't have to skate. They do those optional practices. Yeah, but so, they'd all have to come down the day of the game. So you always had Black Tuesday where you really, really used to skate the guys. No, I, left, I, I eased up on that too. I eased up on everything. I wanted them to feel the playoffs coming. And uh, and you always knew what goalie you were going to go with. I knew what goalie I was going to go with. But I, you know, and the one thing that I don't understand is how I could have been so stupid as not to, Ross Brooks was was, was ten and three and three. Yeah, your first year he was the backup. How was, I he, could have been so stupid? Ten three and three. I mean, how I mean, how how could I have been so stupid? Ross Brooks. I know you. Probably nobody's heard of him, but. And who was your starter, Gilly? Gilly was a, our starter. I, I that first year, I was. You might as well have Mickey Mouse <laughs> behind the bench. Well, but, you, the interesting thing that I was looking that after your second year, so your third, fourth, or fifth year, your all your goalies played about forty games. Yeah, you never had. You never had like. There's, I think, eight to ten goalies on pace to play sixty games this year. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of games, boy. And, and you know what? They're not playing well. No. Some of them. Like Hellebuck, I'm sorry for Winnipeg. He's not playing as well no. as he used to be, and I think he's getting tired. Well, I think they, 60 games is a lot of games, and nobody, well, nobody's going to touch about uh, uh, Glenn Hall's game. Well, how many games are you over 500? 500 in a row. But you like was that a thing that was that a conscious decision that you didn't want the goalies playing too many games? I didn't want them playing. I wanted them to be, and I used to use let Cheevers. Go out without the pads on and pass the pucks. Boy, you'd think I, I'd given them. You did eight. that a lot, even in Rochester. Yeah, I did Lynn. that. I did that to uh, uh, our goaltender in Rochester, Lynn Zimmerman. I used to let him go without the pads and pass the puck, eh? Out of the corners, stuff like that. They just so loved you didn't it. scrimmage those games that no, no, and just let them let them pass the puck, and they just loved it. You had to be very careful with the goaltenders, and I remember reading, or I guess reading, I guess. That uh, Paul Mateer, you, uh, the, uh, Roger Nielsen used to give him the day off after because he had a bad knee, and uh, they like and, that, and at that time Toronto was just on the cusp of having were, a really good team. They just kept running into Montreal too. They, Seventy boy, I tell you, boy, I, I they, they really they did they they were but one player away from beating Montreal all the time. But anyhow, uh, Paul Mateer. He had to have the day off after because he, because of his knee, and uh, the, and they got a coach in there that made him practice right after a game. Like if it was Sunday, they had to practice Monday. They practice Monday, and he'd have to play, and that was one of the reasons he retired. 